everybody. Welcome back to My Brother is an Idiot, that show that we talk about nothing and everything all at once. How are you folks doing tonight? Hi, I am Goldagoon, Bunga, Mark himself, the Kaiser, and we are doing wonderful on this blustery, blustery Colorado evening. Most of us are in town. Some of us are uh, falling asleep on camera. Let's uh, kick it around the horn and talk to uh, the crew. So let's first kick it to... I know she wants to say a lot of things that are not very nice to the panel. Uh, let's kick it to MJ, the voice of God, dipshit, where the metal comes from. They call her Mikaela. How you doing? If not for the fact that I was so hungover Saturday that I don't want to drink again until Christmas, I would be drinking the biggest glass of wine right now to deal with what is happening on the other side of my screen, specifically <laughs> 880 miles southeast of me. Uh, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. Guns up, let's go! I'm going to fucking strangle you with your own esophagus. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're going to go ahead and bring him in now. Let's uh, let's kick it over to my brother, the idiot, Goon! And I'm here. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. What are the letters on the bottom of the bottle of whiskey? Um, yes. I'm sure it is, because you have to have found a few of them tonight. There's two All right, and one last person we got to introduce. Let's uh, bring him in. He is the man who started this shit show that we call My Brother is an Idiot because he's the one that created the two brothers who are idiots. The progenitor, the emperor himself, Uncle Milty. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Got over the windstorm we had here today. And Matt... You're going to have to clean off that microphone here pretty quick, huh, before you talk anymore? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> All right. Uh, now that we've kicked it around the horn, we definitely want to start, as we normally do, with a small game. Ah, uh, yes, this is a game. And this is a new game. Woo! Woo! New game! So we're going to play Real or Fake Facts. I have come up with a list of facts, and you guys are going to guess if they are real or fake. Is that easy enough? Yay! Okay. Number one. Pineapples take six months to grow. Real or fake? Fake. Fake. Real. Uh, fake. Okay. Those guys who say fake, how long does it take? Uh, 12 months. Probably somewhere close to like three or four. It is about two years is the correct answer. Oh, fuck me then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fact number two. Cheetahs have roars louder than lions. Real or fake? Fake. Real. Fake. It is fake. They can only meow like domestic house cats. (laughs) 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 Meow. All right. Fact number three. A typical cumulus cloud weighs about 1.1 million pounds. Real or fake? Real. Real. I'll make it unanimous real. That one's a real fact. Clouds are heavy as fuck. Here's another one. There are more tigers in the wild than there are in captivity. Fake. Real. Real. That one is fake. There are actually more captive tigers 
than there are oh. in the wild. You can find more tigers and zoos around the world than you can actually in the wild. Isn't that kind of sad? Fuck you, Joe Exotic. Fuck you in the ass. <laughs> okay. And the last one. The closest state to the continent of Africa is Florida. Real or fake? Real. Fake. Fake. It is fake. Ooh. The west, the easternmost point in the contiguous U.S. states is a peninsula called West Quaddy Head in Lubbock, Maine. There's the word head is in there. That's funny. It's really close <laughs> to Morocco. It's a lot to take me away from you. There's nothing a better more can ever do. You're uninvited from Christmas. Oh. And that has been Bungie's Real or Fake Facts. All right. Well, that was fun, but let's talk about something that is not as much fun. Uh, The Denver Broncos community said goodbye and so long to one of its most beloved members. And unfortunately, you know, at 33 years old, Demarius Thomas has uh, died. Uh, Still not a whole lot of details coming out about this. We do know that um, it was a stroke that we believe. Um, just going around, thoughts about DT before we get into the game from Sunday. Uh, Matt, let's start with you. So it appears that it was a seizure. Yes. Um, what a goddamn tragedy, right? Dude, and I've been on this train for years. Bronco fans, DT is one of the best receivers you have ever seen, and you don't appreciate his ability. And that's all I got. Milty, what do you have on this? Well, just talking about the number 88 throughout the game against the Lions. You know, there was on the helmets of the players. It was on the field. It was on the screen. Um, there was a pass interception by Justin Simmons, and he placed the ball on 88 on the field. Um, coincidentally, the last drive by the Broncos went 88 yards. You know, it's got to love Demarius and the way they handled the, the, the place for the, the stadium for that game was awesome. Yeah. Um, I, before I let Michaela jump in and have her thoughts, I just wanted to jump in real quick. You know, the, the whole thing was very cool that they did for Demarius on Sunday. Um, I was very happy to be there and be a part of that and see the emotion, on both teams' faces. Uh, Demarius was a large part of not just the Denver Broncos as a franchise, but just the Denver community. He was just a stand-up guy around here. Nobody really had a bad thing to say about him. You know, there were some fans that had some things to say, and I think that's what Matt was alluding to. But for the most part, everyone really thought he was just a stand-up, outstanding young man. So, Michaela, what do you think about all this? For sure, like, you can tell how big of a part he was in the community. I went to two Avs games this weekend, and at both of them, there were some kind of memorial for him. Uh, there was a memorial for him at the Eagles game, the um, Colorado Eagles game. Uh, they talked about him during um, every news broadcast I've seen for several days now. He was just that good of a guy that everybody liked him, and everyone had a good story. He was a big part of the sports community and just the general community around here. Matt, I'll let you wrap it up. Tavares Thomas is arguably the greatest Broncos receiver we have ever seen. 
you can talk about Rod Smith. You can talk about Steve McCaffrey or Eddie McCaffrey. You can talk about Steve, not Largent. God damn it. Look, Demarius Thomas has been completely and totally underappreciated by Broncos fans for years. And his passing at 33 is tragic. It was whatever the reason was for him leaving. How sad, right? We love you, DT. We love you, DT. We love what you did for Broncos country. You know, he was in Super Bowl 48. He played in Super Bowl 50. He was an out champion, and, you know, he was a large part, and they'll, they'll probably end up retiring his numbers. So, um, you know, just to kind of close the book and move on to the next thing, they started off with the Broncos on offense and lined up in a uh, 10-man formation with the X spot open and uh, took a delay of game on the on the play. Uh, Cortland Sutton walked out onto the field afterwards. The Lions declined the penalty, which was a very cool maneuver by both sides of the, the game. And then uh, that was about the most fun the Lions had all day. <laughs> they got back into it a little bit in the second quarter, but this, this game had Broncos all over it from a final of 38-10. to 10. Uh, Milty, you and I were at the game. Why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts on this one? Well, you know, it's kind of a tight game there. It's got the, was it 10-10, to 10, and then 13-10 to 10 Denver. No, 14-10 to 10 Denver. They had two touchdowns, two extra points. Going into halftime, Denver had 50-some seconds left and then drove down far enough to get a field goal. And I think that kind of was the catalyst for the rest of the game. It just, it just killed Detroit, that field goal, just before halftime. And Denver went on and scored, what, three touchdowns or whatever in the third and fourth quarter and just shut the game out. And all, all I can tell you about the Lions offense is number 67 is eligible. Uh, <laughs> they ran, the Lions ran uh, about 75% of their offense out of a three tight end look with a tackle or a three tackle look with a t- tackle eligible. Um, I'm not sure if that's something they normally do because let's face it, none of us here really watch a lot of Lions football, but that seemed to be what they ran the majority of their offense out of. I mean, they should have introduced him as one of their starters. Uh, Matt, did you get a chance to watch the game? What did you think of the the DT stuff on the field and your thoughts on the Broncos just putting an ass whooping on a team that should still be winless? The Lions are the worst team in the NFL. No question. The Lions are the absolute worst team in the NFL. And the Broncos are beating the teams they should beat. And they're beating the teams they should beat soundly. Now, I disagree with that because they didn't beat the Eagles. And they should have beaten the Eagles. The, the Eagles, Eagles are, not are not a bad team. No, right? but they the should Eagles, have beaten the Eagles. And they should they have beaten the Raiders. Have. They could have. Those are two they, games that they definitely should have won. And Cleveland is another game. With all their starters out, those are three games, Matt, that I'm we've talked about that they should have had a handle on that they did not have a handle on. So those should are teams. Have. That's have, that right? was your entire point that you just had was they're beating teams they should have beat, and I just mentioned three of them this year that are three of their losses. Those are teams that are wild cards, right? It, you, who knows what is going to happen when you play those teams? The Eagles are. Ish. One hour later. 
But let's talk about Sunday's game. Let's just talk about the game on Sunday, Matt. What what were your thoughts about the overall performance of the Broncos and everything else? I, I thought they played well. I and I thought they played well, and I thought they played well against their opponents, and I, I thought that they did what they had to do in order to continue to build their season for the year. I think that the quarterback play had a little bit of, um, led a little bit to my distaste. I mean, they're just not getting the ball to their big three that they're spending a lot of money on slash draft capital on. Um, and I don't think it was necessary in this game because they ran a lot of drafts, uh, you know, a lot of sweeps and, uh, draws and uh, you know those kind of things, and they were able to run inside and outside the tackle box to the left and right. So, but they're they're just not utilizing those receivers as much. And one of the things I noticed, uh, Milty, and I wanted you to touch on this because we talked about this at the game, was they seem to be using Jerry Judy on the eight yard stop route quite a bit. Uh, do you think they're setting something up for that, or what do you think's going on there? I think that would be a really good ploy for them to set something up like that for future games. They got four games left. They're all against uh, you know pretty decent teams, and it was, they got Cincinnati next, and you know they're a good team. And but then the the Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers, so three division games. I think they probably are setting something up there to get Judy deep. And uh, you know, not to mention, you know, tack number sixty-seven is eligible. I just wanted to say that one more time before we moved on. <laughs> Let's talk about this game against the Bungles, Matt. What are your thoughts about this? What do you think about the Cincinnati Bungles and uh, everything that's going on there with uh, their young quarterback seemingly throwing a lot of picks, but they're still winning games. So in the last five games, the Bengals have had five passing touchdowns and five interceptions. That's not a formula for winning football. Vic Fangio has been fan-fucking-tastic in how he games game plans against young quarterbacks. The Broncos will win. They'll probably win by 10 points. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, one of those, like, they get up big and then their lead shrinks and whatever. But it's the Bengals, dude. Uh, come yeah, on, right. it's the fucking Bengals. They do have a they do have a couple of weapons on offense, and you know their their young quarterback's doing great. But he's like you said, struggling. He's got fourteen interceptions on the year. Uh, Milty, how do you see this game going? What are your thoughts on the Bungles this coming Sunday? The Bungles, the Cincinnati Bungles are on the road in Denver, right? So the Denver Broncos are two and a half point favorites at this point. The over-under is 44. Um, Bengals are scoring an average of six more points per game than the Broncos, but they're allowing five more than the Denver defense. I, I Then both teams are seven and six. Um, Cincinnati is six and seven against the spread. I didn't really look at Denver to see where they stood at that, but I think Denver's going to win. I think it's going to be a little closer than Matt thought. But regardless, I think the Broncos pull this one out. And not let's not forget their secret weapon, who they just signed to the practice squad today. The punchline, the one, the only, ha-ha, Clinton Dix is a Denver oh, Bronco. Oh, for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. No. Tell, me how, tell me how you no. really feel about that, Matt. No. For fuck's sake, no. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix is a defensive back. He's a safety, yes. 
Yeah, he's a defensive back. What do the Broncos have in excess of? I'm going to guess that you're going to say defensive back. Defensive backs! Jesus, they've got a thousand of them. No. Hashan, because that's his name, Hashan Clinton Dix. No, don't care. The punchline, ladies and gentlemen, is a Denver Bronco, and that wraps up our Broncos talk. (laughs) Okay, so we just finished talking about your Denver Broncos. Let's go ahead and go over the rest of the league and uh, talk about some games of importance that really happened over the weekend. First off, let's talk about them, Buccaneers and the Bills of Buffalo. Uh, Just go ahead and talk about um, that game. Milty, what did you think? Did you see any of this one? Did you you see what happened there? I did watch a little bit of it. Um, I I don't know. The Bills, I think they're showing some weakness here. They're two and three in their last five games. But they did score 17 points in the fourth quarter in this one, trying to make it close. But, But you look at the stats, Brady threw 46 passes. Okay, that sounds pretty high, but Josh threw 54 passes, and any time someone throws that many passes, that's kind of a telling sign for the, the, the losing side of the game. Uh, Josh also had 100 yards rushing, so I, you know, I think they're going to use him up. I think by the time the season's over, uh, they're going to be too weak for the playoffs. Are we gearing towards what I called in the beginning of the year as a Buccaneers and Patriots Super Bowl? I think you're probably heading that way. God damn. I must be really good at this thing. <laughs> or lucky. Bungie the, Bungie the prognosticator. Goldagoon the prognostication machine. Michaela, did you get to see any of this game, or do you have any thoughts about it? I did not. I was getting ready for a hockey game. Yeah, I was actually at the, the, the other football game. We're getting ready for it. I don't know if we watched much of it. so. But it seemed like it was an interesting game. Or was that the night game? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's talk about some divisional action. And let's uh, – did it, did, was that what we were talking about? We are talking about the Browns and Ravens. Um, that game was a lot of fun to watch, wasn't it, Milty? It was. You know, it's kind of funny, uh, the, you know, not to laugh at injuries, but Lamar went out with an injury and uh, Tyler Huntley, who the hell is that? Came in and actually – Yeah, terrible. I thought he – you know, he came back and – he he brought him back to the, with a chance in the last in the fourth quarter, but man, you talk about struggle without Lamar Jackson. Baltimore is not a complete team. I you know, and that that Miles Garrett, he's a freaking monster, man, just a freaking monster. It's funny. Um, this is where Matt would usually come up with something about how old Mo went to Cleveland side when Lamar went out. And I would counter with momentum is not a thing, but when you lose your best player on your team, that really hurts your chances and is a mental blow. And that's why momentum is not a thing, but there are certain factors that affect games. It's science. So I know Matt will argue with me about that, but that's that's what I have to say about that. Michaela, you got anything about your brownies winning this game? Yeah, they won. They're going to the Super Bowl. 10 out of your 10. Your brownies? The brownies. 10 out of 10. and Clowney. He got a sack in this game. He's MVP, MVP bound. (laughs) Uh, One other game I kind of wanted to mention, just for the pure and simple fact. Actually, two of them I really kind of wanted to mention. I wanted to mention that the Chiefs, holy shit, blew out the Raiders. Milty, what do you thought about that one? I know it wasn't on the list of games, but what do you think about that? I didn't have that one in front of me, man, but the the Chiefs really did it to them. I, I 
<laughs> I had that as a degenerate bet last week. You know, I, I thought uh, what was the line was like nine, nine and a half. I thought if the uh, the, uh, the miscommunication between me and the Raiders, I said don't lose by more than nine, and they only scored nine. So, so there was some kind of a miscommunication there somehow. But boy, the Chiefs really did it to them. <laughs> Yeah, and then the last game I kind of wanted to bring up, we'll talk about that game again in a little bit, Milty, here in a second, but the last game we really want to talk about is the fucking Minnesota Vikings. They go out and lose a game to the Lions, who the Broncos blew out, and then almost blow a gigantic lead against a hapless Steelers team. Did you guys watch any of that game on Thursday night, and what did you think about it? Kayla, what do you think? Yay, the Vikings won. Who gives a shit if they almost blew it? They fucking won. Fuck the Steelers. Losers. Giant lead in the first half, and I'm sitting there going, this is the same team that couldn't beat the fucking Lions, and then they almost blew it in the second half. Milty, what did you think about that game on Thursday? (laughs) It was, you know, Minnesota showed, you know, good defense and decent offense throughout the game, scoring points. I think they got up to, what, 30 to zip or something like that before they gave up the freaking game. They only scored one touchdown later. I mean, they – they did everything they could to give it back to Pittsburgh. It was so stupid. Kirk Cousins is the worst top-notch quarterback in the NFL. He, he didn't even throw 50% of his – didn't complete 50% of his passes. He's, he's awful. I, th- I think he's a free agent after this year, if I'm not mistaken. If the Broncos wind up with this asshat, I will be as, least, as less of a Broncos fan as I will if they get Aaron Rodgers. And you guys have heard me – and my take on if Aaron Rodgers becomes a Broncos fan or a Broncos quarterback, I'm going to double down on that now. I just want you guys to remember that if Aaron Rodgers becomes the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, I will not wear orange and blue next year. I, I cannot stand the guy. He's a complete shithead. And he came out today or yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, and he was asked by the reporters there, uh, or Pat McAfee, not the reporters, but the the reporter, Pat McAfee, if uh, he was enjoying playing for the Green Bay Packers, and his response was, huh, uh, I'm enjoying playing ball. So he's starting shit all over again with Green Bay fans, and it's just obnoxious. And between that and the other shit with the COVID and all that bullshit, I don't want that fucking guy around here. And so Kirk Cousins, he's just an asshat, and he's terrible in prime time. I don't want either one of these guys as my quarterback, but I'm telling you right now, I will not be a Broncos fan next year if Aaron Rodgers is wearing orange and blue. I am just telling you. I, I would struggle with that with uh, Aaron Rodgers, with, with either Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins. I watched Kirk Cousins in a losing effort against Detroit, having a great old time on the sidelines. It was like happy days, and it's like they were winning 30 to nothing, but they were losing. I I don't want him. Yeah, I don't care what he does. You can keep their money. Do you? What do you think about either one of those dumb white boys? Uh, both dumb white boys. Fuck them. Don't like either of them. Fuck them right in their little... Okay, so Milty. Hey, Milty. Yes? I know that you made a couple of degenerate bets last week. Yes. I brought one up a little earlier. I, yeah, it didn't work out so well with the between the Raiders and the Chiefs. I thought it might be a better game than that. But the Chiefs just poured it on and put it to them. And like I said, yeah, I... Called the Raiders. I said, "You got to win, but you got to lose by no more than nine. And they misunderstood. They only scored nine. 
They, it, it was a stupid game. The Chiefs just put it on them, and I lost my bet big time. But they did. It, the Chiefs almost themselves got the over. Right, and I believe I had the over as well, but I also think that you and I made a bet, did we not? Yeah, well, you forced that on me, you know. No, I don't think I forced it. <laughs> I'll try to make just... up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have I do have one for next weekend. All right, so I'm I'm not playing the Chiefs, not playing the Raiders, not playing the Broncos. I'm gonna got a new one here. I've got the 49er Falcon game that I'm gonna have a. I'm saying that the over under is 46. It's going over, and I'm gonna hammer the over. But in part of a parlay. I've got the Falcons plus nine. Okay. The 49ers are favored by nine. Both of these teams can score points. So I got a $25 free bet. So if I, I lose this thing, I lose nothing. But $25 to win 100 what the hell? I got the Falcons plus nine and the over at 46. Can I make a statement on losing anything? If you lose another bet... You're you're out of pride, so you're definitely not going to be getting anything if you lose. You know, you're, you've already lost all of your pride with all these bad bets. So you're right. You you can't lose anymore. So might as well, right? When you're when you're a gambler, pride is cheap. <laughs> Most people say throwing <laughs> bad money at bad. You just throw free money at bad. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Milty, thanks for uh, making that bet for us. We really appreciate you putting your neck on the line and uh, <laughs> your pocketbook, too. Uh, sorry for Nana to have to put up with that bullshit every week. But uh, let's look ahead. And as we're looking ahead, you, you mentioned the first game we wanted to talk about. We're staying in the AFC West with a big time showdown that affects the Broncos, uh, believe it or not, in one way or the other. Milty. The Chefs and the Bolts, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles of Anaheim are playing Kansas City. And uh, what do you think about this game? And what 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 do you think is going to happen? And how do you think that hurts or helps the Broncos? So, so you said the San Diego Chargers, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles of Anaheim. Okay. The St. Louis Chargers. <laughs> So the San Diego Chargers and the Dallas Texans then, right? <laughs> we would have played all the teams. We put this on the agenda, and this game will have happened by the time you hear this. So uh, sorry in, in advance for that. So it's the second game this year against these two teams, or for these two teams against each other, I guess I should say. Uh, this one's in Los Angeles or in California somewhere, wherever the Chargers play. Uh, but it's probably more of a home game for the Chiefs because nobody supports the Chargers in California. So um, Eckler has a very good chance of not being able to play. He's dinged up pretty good, but uh, four of the Chiefs' defensive starters are also dinged up and may not play. So it, it's going to be strength against strength. I see. Uh, think the Chargers are going to win this game. And as far as how that affects the Broncos – I, you know, I think it's going to take another game or two after this to see if it affects them one way or how it affects them one way or the other. M- Michaela, your thoughts on this one? Uh, there's going to be a lot of points, and the uh, Tajos are going to win. I'm going to go against my 
bet for the year and say that the Chiefs will win this game. Uh, then the next game we've got that we want to talk about is a uh, another big-time showdown. I think you can find this one on, uh, if I believe I've got this one right, it is the primetime, well, not primetime, but it's going to be the featured game at 225 on Sunday, Mountain Standard Time, because that's the only time we care about. It is the Ravens in Baltimore against those dastardly Packers with Aaron Dastardly Rodgers. Michaela, give us your thoughts on this one. I'm going to say it because you can't. Uh, Packers, boo. Boo Packers. Packers lose. Ravens get a kick in the ass from the Steelers game and say, or not Steelers, who'd they lose to? Whoever the fuck Browns. they lost to, Browns, and say, ah, we're good. And then they beat up on the Packers. So, Michaela, I know you're saying that because Aaron Rodgers is an anti-vaxxer. Did you know that, what's his name, the quarterback for the, the Ravens? Lamar Jackson. Is also not vaccinated and has had COVID three times now? That's not... I. I just don't like the Packers on principle. Oh, I, I, you used to love the Packers, so I just assumed that it was um, anti-vaxxer, anti-Packer. I don't like him either. I don't like any of them. The Ravens are in the same division as my Browns, so I can't like them, but I can like them more than the Packers. Sure. Milty, thoughts? Yeah, I was looking at the injury report earlier today, and I think like 20% of the Ravens, uh, 53-man squad is questionable for the game, including the starting quarterback. So uh, all i got to say is if if Lamar Jackson is not playing, the Packers win by 20. If Lamar Jackson is playing, the Pack win by 10. Just staying in that division real quick, this one's not on the list. Uh, just wanted to make mention that in Cleveland, the head coach and the quarterback both have tested positive for the vid. So, Michaela, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh, big time. Uh, I think the other games this weekend kind of blow, so uh, I don't really want to cover them. But I do want to cover one specific game, shall we? Bungie's NFL game, 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 game of the week. And we are going to be talking this week about the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, everyone knew I was going to go with that one because I believe I picked this as a game of the week earlier in the year because both of these teams are really fucking bad. And that's all I really care about is making sure that bad football gets mentioned because we like to make sure that all football games are important, right? Every single one, because when football is gone, it makes Mewty very sad. And that's why we have the Texans and Jaguars this week as Bungie's NFL game, 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 game of the week. Okay, that was a lot of fun. Banana, 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 NHL hockey. Um. Most of most of hockey does not matter right now. Um, the Avs have won their last three. Uh, everyone is dropping like flies, though, which is the more important thing. In that, like yesterday, which December the fourteenth, um, twenty three players went down onto the COVID protocol, and two teams' games were postponed until Christmas. 
Uh, they need to pause the season really bad until after the new year so that they can get that shit under control. Ontario has already um, limited their capacity for games to 50%, uh, as opposed to, I think they were at full capacity for the rest of the year. Uh, the, the COVID is not gone, people. Please continue to wear masks and get vaccinated and all that jazz, because you will get it, and it will be bad. But if you have the vaccine... It'll be a little less bad, but it'll still not be great, and you still shouldn't get it. Um, there's been a couple other funny things, but none so important as um, the Rona outbreaks. Oh, and also they're not going to the Olympics. They keep saying they might go to the Olympics. They're not going to the Olympics. There's no way they, they can make it feasibly work, especially with all the COVID outbreaks, can they? <laughs> yeah, well, so they're supposed to have a... There's an Olympic break scheduled in the middle of February, but because of how many games there's been postponed, they're probably going to have to use that time to actually play hockey games that they need to play. So there's likely going to be a shorter Olympic break, uh, no NHL players going to the games, and then uh, games during the or before and after the shortened break. So, boo. We were robbed of Sidney Crosby and McDavid on a team together, but... Maybe they'll do World Cup of Hockey next year instead. Thank you, folks, very much for that. Let's uh, talk about uh, something that's a little bit more fun, shall we? Let's talk about Star Trek. And I have picked a, or actually not me, I have not picked. I have given somebody the task of picking a random episode of Star Trek throughout the years. And that someone is the Duchess Bobby and she gave us uh, a random episode from Star Trek The Next Generation. Well, this one's not so random, but it's still fun anyways. And this is Season 7, Episode 14, Sub Rosa. Matt, what do you think about that episode? Tell me about what your thoughts are on this one. This, this is, is a great is one. the worst TNG episode ever. It's so bad. I don't know. There are a lot of uh, episodes that have uh, Troy's mom in it that would beg to differ. No, I love, I love Loaxana. This episode is fucking terrible. Ghost sex? Fuck off. It's just cloudy hentai, Matt. I don't care. So fucking stupid. I mean, the fact that they start the episode off with the funeral and then um, Beverly is in the home cleaning it out or whatever, and they bring in the tropiest of trope, Scottish, I don't know, what was he, a groundskeeper or something? He was basically (laughs) fucking groundskeeper Willie. Fucking great. Let's fucking go. Don't you go lighten the candle. Whatever you do. <laughs> and he's fucking playing the bagpipes and shit, man. Like, And then it leads to ghost sex. And like, I don't know how I, I love her to death, but I don't know how she got through this episode acting it because it was literally just her. Yes. Pantomiming oh. masturbation for 45 it was minutes. So bad. <laughs> so bad. This- Michaela, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I have thoughts. It's fucking hilarious. I don't know what Matt's talking about it being bad. It exists for one reason, for comedy. That is comedy (laughs) perfection. And to tank the ratings in season seven, a season that was gonna be all good, almost every other episode in that 
or in season seven is a B plus or higher. And they were like, no, nah, we got to throw this D in here so that Beverly can fucking jump on it. Like she needed, she needed to get some boning. And apparently that boning was somebody who was bony. It was a ghost boning. <laughs> the worst part is there's actually incest in this episode too, because not only was Beverly getting boned by the ghost, but the ghost was also before she died, Boning Beverly's grandmother. So this is a <laughs> multi-generational boning ghost. <laughs> it was the bony and the boner, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. I think it's comedy gold. God, it's, it's, it's so it's bad. Memeable. The only thing in Star Trek that's more memeable than Sub Rosa and boning ghost is Gowron. Like there's there isn't another thing that's the Gowron's the only thing that tops that. It's a fake is pretty good. Oh yeah, it's a fake is pretty good too. <laughs> it's a fake. <laughs> I always forget about that one. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a lot of fun for Matt to uh, join us for that uh, that thing. So uh, uh, the that episode's a lot of fun. Michaela, do you uh, you've been scouring the internet mercilessly, mercilessly, or just wanting to kill everybody in the podcast? Uh, I'm assuming that you have a dipshit of the week this week. I do, and unfortunately, I didn't find one online. But if God does not Take, give us lemons so that we can turn them into lemonade. The dipshit of the week is Matt. Yay! Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was going to get. <laughs> I was so hopeful. I am. Use the low hanging fruit that was there and just pluck it. I am going to find my way to Houston before friday and i am going to smack him so fucking hard he ends up in galveston <laughs> but for now he can just be the dipshit of the week and that can be his fucking uh, ca- call of fame no call the call the shit fuck him call yeah the, he, he he can just sit and enjoy his five moments of hammeredness by himself when he listens to this later and be like dude Holy fuck. <laughs> I can't imagine. He he has to keep drinking tomorrow. Like what is oh he going to How's he going to do? Thank all I can do, all I can say is thank God he's not at altitude because if he was he'd be dead. He'd just be <laughs> he, fucking dead. He'd be fucking dead. I I have seen Matt this drunk before. I have not it, it's been a while and it's been like he's like Vegas drunk. Like on point goon squad Vegas drunk. Milty, your take, since you know what Vegas drunk is like. <laughs> I guess I've been there. It's like, we all have. It's, what, did I, what did I hear? Uh, when you get to that point, the only way out is right back in. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all have been there before, but oh, not, yeah, all of us rec- not all of us have it on record for everyone to listen to in about I, four days. <laughs> I, I, I saw it in Michaela's eyes here recently, but she wasn't podcasting, so it's not a problem. <laughs> there, there, aren't, there isn't much record of my former wastyhood, but I mean, it, uh, there's going to be a record of this one, and it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, goons, that was a lot of fun. I'm uh, glad we talked about everything that we talked about. Let's uh, kick it around the horn one more time. Uh, let's start with the progenitor, Mr. Mioti. 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 What do you have to say to those out there listening? Hey, we uh, talked a little bit about football today, and all I'm going to say is that the Broncos are going 3-1 and one in the last four games. In you the have playoffs. to get there in order to win one of your bets. Uh, Mikaela, what you got? Uh, it's, this has been great. I've had such a good time and I am not saying this at gunpoint. (laughs) Uh, Matt, what you got? So I am totally not holding gunpoint at Michaela. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And fuck you guys. Fuck everyone. Go Broncos. (laughs) As eloquent as ever, my brother. Yes. All right. We really do appreciate all of you guys listening. Check us out on all of our social channels. We've got uh, at the idiot goons on the Twitter and at the idiot goons. We do some twitchy twitch stuff there at least once a week uh, at Poffalupagus, where's where you'll find Matt on the Twitter. Uh, I am at Poffle time on the Twitter as well. Uh, you can also check out some barbecue action on TikTok at King Goon Smoke. So uh, check us out on all those, and uh, we love you. We really hope that you appreciate us all listening here in Denver and Albuquerque and London and Athens and Amsterdam, Austin, Auckland, Bulgaria, Bogota, Reykjavik, Tehran, Berlin, Perth, Nassau, Mumbai, Trinidad and Tobago, Chittagong, Tbilisi, Sicily, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, Ontario, Canada, and Gothenburg, where the metal has come from. We love you all. Have a good night. Gene Mingo. Guns up. Let's do this. Guns up, let's go! Let's go! Woohoo! Woohoo! God damn it, why am I old? Christ! I was hammering some protein. Okay, you know what? Chips are protein. I, I was drinking whatever. Okay, so Mark is uh, throwing teams at me. Woohoo! It's fine. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> ha ha. Clint Nix. It's a Do they, but, 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 Mark, 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 Mark. Do they bless the reins? Yeah. Okay, let's get Matt's outro and then kick him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>